What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the NerdWide Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Haynes, with my favorite co-host, the man himself, Mr. Chris Rivers. Now, Chris, I want to know how your week's been, first and foremost here. Oh, well, my, my week's been good. Um, got through work. Got three days this week. Ooh. A long weekend. That's exciting. So, uh, Feeling well-rested yeah, the then? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um as we spoke about a little bit before the show, um, had a good had it. It's been a really good overall sports weekend for me. Good, not not really for the Vanderbilt, but you know, my uh, my Braves one are on their way to the. Oh, World I am so excited about that! So, Bill, yeah. who you know, he's a huge Dodgers fan and has been forever. And um, you know, I'm happy for them. They won last year, but I was really rooting for the Braves just because I mm-hmm. like to see different teams go to uh the championships right. and things and yeah. of course Dansby Swanson I'm 100% ready for him to get a ring because he is totally yep. uh deserves that you know he's got the college world series ring you know and I'm ready for him to have a world series ring and of course you know that being the I guess the closest team to us is Atlanta um yeah. before we get our own stadium I'm so excited for us to get a team but I'm really excited about that yeah I uh I'm excited I mean I've been rooting for him since I think I saw my first Braves game in '87. Oh wow! I'm I'm old. Yeah. Um, don't agree with me. But... <laughs> um, oh, I got I saw my first Braves game then. But so not only am I a longtime fan, but before the season, I threw a hundred dollars on them to win the uh, World Series. That's gonna pay out a nice little. Yeah. Oh, so you, at the beginning of the season you did that? At the beginning of the season. Because oh, wow. last year, they almost got there last year. Right. They were up 3-1 in the in the NLCS before the Dodgers won three straight. It was almost eliminated. history. Uh, thought history was going to repeat itself uh, when it was 3-2. Yeah. So. yeah. so the Braves <laughs> are on the way to the World Series. And then the Titans kind of mopped the field up with the, uh, the Chiefs. Yeah, that wasn't even a, a game. No, uh, I no. wasn't able to watch no. it. I watched the highlights, but we'll get why I wasn't able to watch it here in a little bit. Mm. Uh, let's see. This week's been busy. Yeah, see, you never let me ask. You just yeah. started. I just, I just kind of go into how, it. You know what I mean? How was your week, Tyler? It was okay. We, we, you know, we got a big Halloween party coming up um, mm. this weekend. And, of course, Halloween being my favorite holiday it's been prepping for it. We've got a lot more things coming in from Amazon this week that I have to set up. Looking at rain, there's like a 30% chance. I'm hoping it does not rain here at all, or if it does, early morning and then straight sunshine, because a lot of stuff will be outside. Like we're going to do a little bonfire. I've got a bunch of decorations to set up. Like the inside, we're still working on, um, you know, nothing. So, I mean, next year I'm going to have to work on this room because... There's nothing behind me here. If you're a video watcher, I mean, I got my normal setup. I mean, I changed my colors and my lights around, but there's nothing else really going on. But we've we've got a, lot, a busy week ahead. Like I won't be able to play games as much. Like this week, I haven't. I like I was telling you in the pre-show. Like I maybe did 30 minutes of Destiny this week, and that has been it for video games, which is well, absolutely I'm, absurd. I'm hoping that the weather holds because, from what I've been hearing. The entire country is going to have different weather events going on this next weekend. And where we're at, we're kind of 
in the middle mm -hmm. of a couple of them. So we don't know if we're just going to get the edges of both or if it's going to overlap or I whatever. But oh. there's supposed to be a nor'easter. There's supposed to be a bomb cyclone. And then there's oh, supposed fun. to be tornadoes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's raining here now. They thought this storm was supposed to be a little more extreme than what it was, but it we just We need rained. the Doom Patrol to save us. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> it sounds like one of their episodes. <laughs> oh, let's get some housekeeping real quick before we get into our episodes, which one it is, Doom Patrol. Guys, this is the Nerdwide Podcast, episode 46. Quick housekeeping, don't forget to subscribe to either our YouTube or podcasting services of your choice. If you enjoy the show, make sure to give us a thumbs up on YouTube or give us a good rating on whatever podcasting app you use. If you don't enjoy what you see or hear, make sure you leave us a comment down below on what we can fix for you. So, uh, let's see, the, if you want to go the extra mile, you can always go to patreon.com slash nerdwide. Toss us a couple bucks for a couple perks that way if you want to go that little extra bit. Uh, audio podcast, I do have to apologize. Last week's episode and this week's episode is going to be a little delayed. I need to clear out my hard drive so I can actually upload uh, audio podcast again. For some reason, I can't convert things and just don't have enough room in my hard drive. So bear with me for a little bit. Got to make a little bit of time and drive everything onto a, a hard drive. Well, different, a USB stick so we can actually upload more things. But Chris, how uh, what you been watching on TV this week? Um, I finished off American Horror Story season ten. Okay, is that the most recent one? Yeah. Okay. How was that? Yeah, that's the uh, that's the double feature season. Um, it's really good. Yeah, I really liked it. It's I always like their seasons. I just like them to varying degrees. So, uh, this one, the first half, um, I guess to boil it down and simplify it, has to do a little bit more with vampirism. Hmm. And the second half has more to do with aliens. So, do they combine it all or um, anything? No, no. Oh, of course not. So, they just they kept it. It was like a old school double feature. Oh, okay. Um, so, I liked it. Um, this the second half, you get. I think I mentioned last two weeks ago, maybe. Neil McDonough plays uh, Dwight Eisenhower. Hmm. Sarah Paulson plays uh, his wife. And then um, I think that was all that was like a... I mean, obviously, some of the regulars from the show uh, were in there. But as far as like surprise castings, people that don't normally appear in American Horror Story, I don't recall anybody else of like big name people that you'd recognize. So that was really good. I finished that up, and then I started on American Horror Stories, mm. which are a single episode. They're self-contained, as opposed to being an entire season about one story, or half a season about a story. And and these are pretty good. The first the first one, um, it's actually a two-parter on the very first story, and it takes you back to the murder house from season one oh which is which is very cool and uh matt bomer's in that um aka larry larry from doom patrol uh, as well as other great shows like white collar and yeah that's what i know from originally so, um 
So he's in that one. And uh, also, very strange, I did not realize she was in it, Paris Jackson mm. is in that episode. So if you're not familiar, she's one of the two kids that Michael Jackson said he fathered with a woman that I don't think they were ever married. No, I don't think so. But uh, I'm not sure if it was her or the or her brother that he dangled from the balcony. Um <laughs> So anyway, what a time. she's in it. She's in it. Um, it's good. I've got two more episodes left, but there's some good ones there. Mm. Mm, mm, yeah. mm. I have been watching, let's see, Bachelorette started this week. So, of course, we oh, have to Lord. watch that episode. Now, that's scary. Well, that, that's I, a good, that's a good, I, this season won't be as dramatic as previous ones it's looking like. Um. Let's see. We watched the first episode of Su- uh, not Suicide Squad, um, Squid Games, that everyone has been talking about, right. and it's 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 got us captive. Not really captivated, but we're interested in it. We just have to, you know, had time to actually sit down and watch the show. And then, what I've been watching while working is Riverdale. I am on mm-hmm. season three, so like I'm behind like three or four seasons at this point. So, I never really. Gave Riverdale a shot, but uh, so you you said you're behind. Yeah, I'm, I'm maybe three three and a half seasons now. Okay. Two and a half seasons, maybe. So you may not have you may not have gotten to that point. I was gonna ask you if you saw a difference, like how much it affected the show when Luke Perry passed away. So, and this this is the season where he. He dies because in one of the episodes I watched, it said um, with uh, In Memoriam, Luke Perry on it. But okay. I don't think it affects the show until the beginning of this next season, like the first episode of the next. Because this yeah. is all, they were already recorded and everything, but they just went in right. post-production and put the In Memoriam when he actually died for that week. So Jamie says it's, because um, he's the dad of one of the main characters, and he... He's in the show, but not a whole lot into the show. Um, same thing with uh, the guy from Scream, the main um, one of the killers. Skeet Ulrich. Yeah, he's one of the dads of one of the main characters, too. And so it's really cool to see them together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got the... So they put Legends of Tomorrow and the first half of Supergirl on Netflix randomly uh-huh. Wednesday. I noticed when I logged in. Uh, I'm going to finish this season of Riverdale since I already started it and then go into those shows. But it suffers for me because it's got 24 episodes. It suffers for me what most CW shows do. And it's there's essentially two seasons in one. Like they, they'll finish off a story arc and then start another story arc. I'm like, we really could have split this into two seasons. And I, But I know that's how they order their shows. And I mean... Every single one of their CW shows do it, but mm-hmm. it's still good. I mean, they they can get away with it a little bit more on the uh, Berlantiverse or Arrowverse, mm-hmm. whatever we're calling it now, on those shows because what they would do is drop the crossover episodes in the middle, and so then when they came out of that, you, you, have, your, you still have your your main storyline to, to clear up and. Because uh-huh. like it all ties in, but this this one is because what got me back into watching it was they announced this past week that Sabrina is going to be in the new season, 
Sabrina the Teenage right. Witch. And I am like, okay, I, I want to kind of get into it. Like right now, they're a little into, there's a little mystical aspect into it. They're playing a game called um, Gargoyles and uh, Griffins and Gargoyles, which is just D&D. But like it's the, there's a character called the Griffin King that is actually alive in the show and it's killing people. So it's, it, it's very cultish right now. And, mm -hmm. but it, it's hard because this show is like, it's, it's got mobs, it's got gangsters in it, it's got gangs and these kids are juniors in high school and like they're doing very adultish decisions and things like that which i get because it's how their story is written but sometimes it takes me out of it i'm like eh, it's kind of hard to believe a 16 year old is doing this and but apparently in the next couple of seasons there's a time jump where there's like 10 years 20 years in the future so they're, they're actually supposed to be playing adults which makes more sense to me so we'll see what actually happens but Chris, they didn't come. People didn't come here to watch and listen to Riverdale or American Horror Story takes, which I mean they do. But they come here to listen to what we want to talk. Let's do Doom Patrol first, since uh, it did not have a finale this week. But this one was Bird Doom Patrol, Patrol season three, episode seven, Bird Patrol. Now I had to pull up um, a recap for this one because a lot of a lot happened. And it happened very quickly, I feel like. So we start off right where we ended with Larry on the ground, well, vomiting. Uh, we see he vomits a worm. Yeah. Don't really know where the storyline is going. Because both of us, you know, we was it a tumor? Was it a negative spirit? What was going yeah. on? Like with a negative spirit baby? Uh, and according to Laura, it's 16 pounds. Mm -hmm. And it's a, like a parasitic worm. Is what she called it. She said, you went up to space and you, you caught a worm. And to, to clear up that story arc for now, like they he went to the forest. He was just going to leave it out there to kill it. Then he takes back some water, uh, PB&J. Then he takes back his scarf because it um, it's going to be a cold night. And I'm like, okay. So it is a baby. He's, he's going to baby this thing is what's going to happen. Um, um, did, did you see the end? Like when they normally do the behind the scenes of the no what, what was that matt bomer actually mentions that he says this is basically a uh a callback of sorts I, he, he didn't use that term but it's it's going to bring up all of his shortcomings mm. from his time as a father and that's why he can't he can't just leave this living thing out in the forest even though it's a parasite oh um, lord because he's he feels he like he needs a do-over. That sounds it's, about right. It's fun. <laughs> uh, I mean, going off for the father train, we see Cliff pisses off Jane enough um, to where because she he sold her records. He then he sold um, something from Cher. Her share workout tapes. Yeah, share workout tapes, and then that pissed off uh, Jane, and she turned into um, oh, I care not remember. Yeah. Um, flit and flit. teleport her, him back to um, his grandkids' house where he's still dealing with Parkinson's. But they're really, uh, I don't know how he's going to do this because how he's going to treat Parkinson's with his brain being undiagnosed. Do you think we ever get a new body for him, or do you think he stays uh -huh. in the same body? 
I think they have to, right? Yeah. I mean, you've got access to the stuff. We know because there's cyborgs sitting there, so we well, know yeah, they about can to do get a synthetic job. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think he'll get he'll get some sort of upgrade. I don't think he'll look as as fancy as cyborg does, but right. He'll definitely <clears throat> he'll definitely get an upgrade. But I'm kind of like you when when this whole thing first came up. How are they going to treat it? Yeah, because I... like you, his brain's just sitting in the in the. Uh, head of this robot um are they gonna have like an ointment and like rub it on the <laughs> rub brain rub it on the brain <laughs> let it absorb like what are they gonna do with this it doesn't make any sense no but it's doom patrol it doesn't have to yeah be. it doesn't have to well it all makes sense in the end somehow some way um so that's his storyline he takes care of the baby he almost sets the house on fire while he's uh contemplating the stealing his daughter's credit card yeah. Which I was like, oh no 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 don't don't do this. But and I, I still kind of wonder if he did it. Yeah, because where did because he's cause... talking to Ginger when he uh-huh. before he gets taken by the fog, and yeah. um, I'm not too Pretty sure what sure happens. Broke. Yeah, because she yeah. she puts the credit card in her back oh back in the purse or in her back pocket or wherever she put it. So he doesn't really have I don't know. He's he's got money somehow. Yeah. Um, but the biggest, let's see, Jane, we finally got clarification that the the personalities are sabotaging Kay and Jane mm-hmm. because I'm pretty sure they realize that she, you know, they will not exist if Kay is 100% okay. No pun intended there. Um, and then we see Vic is, has a big decision to see if he's going to do this synthetic skin and take out grid and what makes him cyborg cyborg. And the lady was like, the scientist is like, no, this is a fairly easy procedure. It's just overnight. We can take it all away and be done with it. And I'm like, you know, I'm pretty sure with this whole mother box that he has inside of him, it's not going to be that easy. But, you know, here we are. Maybe they're maybe they're doing it on the daylight savings weekend when the clock right, jumps just has back an extra an hour. hour. Yeah, I mean, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> uh, and then the biggest storyline of this whole episode was the whole Laura DeMille issues mm-hmm. we have um we find out what why the sisterhood of dada cannot stand her because she betrays them to the bureau of normalcy and we got a little bit of history with it and it showed the you know they've been around for a long time uh, a lot of these the metas that live here been around since world war one world war two i don't know if time is different in the bureau of normalcy or and they started out as the bureau of oddities right and, I mean, they even and mentioned then, that, and they were even there yeah. for that. So, don't know how time works here. Um, Rita, well, we'll get to there. We see them get betrayed, but how they did it was really cool because they did the foghorn. We see the, was it the flagellation? The I'm trying to find the exact phrase. Not flagell, not flagellation, the, uh, not flatulation. Yeah. <laughs> um, Eternal it? flagellation. There we go. Eternal flagellation, yeah. And essentially what happens is Victor gets killed when they get betrayed. Um, well, the bird does. And I'm pretty sure you put another bird in his chest and he'll live again. Don't really know how that works because, uh, you know, yeah, anatomy and physiology. He would already be dead. Don't really get this, but it's a meta. So, And uh, when we meet him, he mentions he traded his heart for a canary. Mm-hmm. 
So the canary has to keep living for him to yeah. live. But like you said, does it have to be that canary? Right. I mean, he got shocked, and the, the canary got killed. And so Laura, she said she had to do it because it was protecting them in the end. I don't think so. And so we jump to future time, or the present time, and the fog takes all of our Doom Patrol members, makes them do a weird dance, which is what they did back in the uh, 1949 when they got betrayed by Laura, made her relive it, or her memories are now back. Um, and we see Rita pop back up because we thought she was supposed to be Victor because she had the mask on, and which I'm so glad Rita's back in the present time. I was really concerned how they were going to do that with the whole memory loss thing. Uh, so the eternal flagellation is Victor essentially being brought back to life, but as like thousands of thousands of moths, and they made our Doom Patrol team disappear when a moth flew into them. Yeah. So don't know what's going on here. Didn't they? It kind of looked to me like they had owl faces. Mm. Like, I don't know if they were Victor's faces. Like, they were all. It was very weird looking, very Doom Patrol ish. They're very good at doing weird on this show. And and they nailed it. (laughs) So, the big question then is we, we get this every time we talk time travel, right? What's. Rita's timeline is a mess. Yeah. Her whole life is a mess. (laughs) She has very distinct memories, and I hope they address this, of being a little girl, Mm -hmm. going around to auditions, her mom being a kind of a very bad stage parent, taking her around all these auditions, and then, you know, having sex with studio bosses to get her apart. Mm -hmm. This and that. She has these memories, but if she was further back she could not have had those memories right so and she doesn't know the doom patrol now either because she cried all those memories away now she's got as a sisterhood of dada memories Mm -hmm. and i'm wondering how were they alive too because you know they were in the service of we don't know their story of how they got out of the bureau of normalcy either um because i mean they had that little time world or wherever world they are like where they dance and stuff like that and they get away from the bureau. But I don't, I've got no idea what in the world's going on. Yeah. But it's uh, We definitely need more explanations. I, I'm sure. I mean, they, they do a good job of giving us all that too. I mean, we're getting close, yeah. I think. I don't think this next was, week's the last one. Is it? Don't they have 10? I think that's what it is, 10. So we've got three more episodes, two more episodes in. Eight, nine, 10, three. I'm an idiot. Um, but that's been Doom Patrol. I'm excited to see where they go from here. Uh, there's a lot of storylines. Well, when you have this many characters, you have so many storylines. And I'm like, I'm invested in Rita's storyline. Uh, Kay and Jane, I'm kind of hit or miss with it each week. Larry's, I'm obviously still invested in because he's still my favorite character. And then Cliff, I'm just, I don't know what they're doing with it, but. But Victor, this week, I was more excited about because I'm like, oh, he's got a big choice right now. Obviously, he's not. He's going to stay cyborg. Well, we don't know, actually. But I really hate to say it, but I think Cliff has kind of become – his storyline right now is probably my least. Yeah, favorite. I agree. Because it just – I'm just kind of over it. It almost felt like the writer said we need something for him to do in this episode. That – Send him back to his daughter. Yeah, so we'll, we'll make we'll go on a, a date for thirty minutes, 
<laughs> well, to Cliff a food makes a truck or whatever. Right. Right? Yeah, the food truck down the road. Um, but yeah, I the K Jane thing is is really really interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, because you know we talked about before, like they did in that episode where she got the bicycle. When she came up top, it was Jane that we saw. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that Kay is Jane as a child? Right. And that this is the real person that we've been watching. She's not one of the personalities, which is why she's the only one that cares about Kay getting better. Right. So when Kay gets better and all those other personalities go away, are we going to still see Jane? Or are mm-hmm. we going to see something else? So... I don't know. It's it's an interesting. I, I like her character as a character because there's just there's a lot you can do with. It. I mean, she honestly could have her own show, mm-hmm. and I mean, a lot of these could a lot of these characters could have their own shows. I'm really right. wondering if and possibly when if Cyborg goes to the Titans because he in the comic books he's a big part of the Titans, and I'm really wanting his and uh, Beast Boys. Like relationship, because I mean, you always see the relationship through the comics, the TV shows, and movies. And when he was announced for Doom Patrol, and we watched him at Doom Patrol, I was thinking, okay, maybe he's gonna be like Beast Boy was in Titans, where he was with the Doom Patrol for a little bit and then comes to Titans. But he is staying in Doom Patrol, which I think that's his home. But I'm ready for like a crossover for him to go help them out or something like that. Like yeah. Beast Boy to be like, oh, I know a guy. But maybe they'll. Um... Maybe they'll set up a new character for Doom Patrol, mm. and then and then transfer the send yeah. him over to Titans. That's what I want so bad. Oh, I'm excited for it. Uh, well, speaking of, let's let's just jump right over to our Titans show here. So this Purple was Rain. right <laughs> season three, episode thirteen, Purple Rain. I'm coming with a hot take. Not my favorite finale. Um, I get the, that. It didn't really. It wasn't. I don't know. I, I don't feel like there was enough risk and it wasn't really big enough. Cause I mean, they, the coolest thing here was they brought the, the Lazarus pit with Starfire, Blackfire and Raven and made it rain, which was the purple rain. And it brought everybody back to life. So Jonathan Crane sets one bomb off and it killed a big portion of the city with oh. um, the toxin. But one, one, one question though. Now, that rain is going to soak into the ground. Correct. I had the same exact question. <laughs> so, and there's people buried in the ground. Yeah. And how's this like the people that didn't die from the bomb? I mean, does everybody just get revived that's outside? I mean, will that do complicated? question. How did they bury Joker? Because... Yeah, they, they. I hope that was a very or cremated him or something where he could yeah. not possibly come back. But I don't think we'll ever get the answer to that. And you know, Batman's in the. You know, Bruce Wayne comes back home, and I got. I don't. Is he going to take back over as Batman and Gotham? Because we see our Titans team leave Gotham. Yeah, they head off to uh, San Fran in a bar, in a RV. And That's such a Dick Grayson and move. Tim Drake goes with him. I'm so excited. So he is so staying a part of the train. team. 
Oh, yeah. I can't wait. But Donna did not go. Mm-mm. Donna, um, uh, Starfire went. Blackfire stayed mm-hmm. because she's working Blackfire with and Donna uh, stayed. So I'm curious. They, because I was really surprised to see Argus in this show. Like it wasn't even mm-hmm. mentioned. And then they even name dropped Roy Harper. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, will we get a yeah. Roy Harper cameo next? Or um, I'm sure he's going to be in the next season. Now, Donna Troy, maybe we see her again. I don't really. Well, they might be like Dove and they might have her around, but not around. Or maybe, you know, in the first two episodes and then go away like Dove did. Because we've got a pretty stacked Titans team now. We've got Beast Boy. We've got Raven back. We've got Nightwing. Uh, we've got Tim Drake, who's going to be the new Robin. Starfire. Starfire. I think that's that's our core five now. Because Blackfire's not there. Don Troy's not there anymore. Jason Todd is not a part of the Titans. He's still Red Hood somewhere out in the world. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So. Yeah. But the the conclusion to to Jonathan Crane was not it was very anticlimactic for me like they he, he set off the one bomb they take down the corrupt cops and tim drake punches jonathan crane and knocks him out and that was it i was like okay um i was expecting a little bit more out of this i mean season one finale we had uh raven against her dad and the team against her dad um season i thought it would have been i thought it would have been good if Crane had gotten desperate. Yeah. And if he had gone back to being Scarecrow. Right. And we had a new Scarecrow mask. I thought it looked decent. He wore it for maybe uh, 30 seconds, and then the scene changed, and we never had it again. But it's and then very anti-hero-like. At the very end of the episode, Raven throws all of the bad memories and dead memories from the... Um, the Lazarus pit from Jason Todd and uh, Dick Grayson into his brain. And I'm assuming it's just like, it's going to be a cycle torture of fear from yeah. their fear memories. And I'm like, that's very, uh, very anti-hero like, but you know, he's not going to bother anybody again. And that was what Dick Grayson was saying. Was, no, I don't think you're going to get out of here because it's the cycle of Gotham. So curious too, to see how they work Barbara Gordon in next season. Because mm-hmm. or if she comes in the next season, if if she does, but we know that she's trying to get Oracle back online. Mm-hmm. Um, so does that play into things? I mean, it's hard to imagine that they won't be back in Gotham next season, right? Just because Tim Drake's family is there, and you know, once he's through the training, he's gonna want to go back and be Robin to Batman. Uh-huh. So um, or maybe that's what all of next season is—is this is training, and then he'll be the one to leave after next season, and we bring in some new character. Um, but I'm very curious to see who. Our, yeah, I'm curious to see who our villain is next season too, because it's well, Deathstroke's taken care of. Um, the Gotham story arc it seems to be done. So. They. They said it was going to be Black Star this year. Yeah, and that ended up not being not, not even happening. So they, no, I, mean, I think they expected us to have that, but then it turned because even my wife, she said, you know, 
I thought Blackfire, you know, was a, a villain. And I said, I think they set it up that way, but then they set it up so she understood what happened. That wasn't Starfire's fault. So she's right. like, you know, does Starfire go to Tamaran? We don't know, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. But overall, it was a, a great season. The finale didn't really, wasn't the best, but I feel like the rest of the season was so good that I'm okay with it ending the way it did. Oh. They they really spent, in, instead of wrapping it up in more of an epic fashion, they spent a good chunk of it setting up some stuff for next mm-hmm. year. It's, and so that was the trade-off. I'm excited for it. I want to, or maybe we don't even see, or thing is, do we even get to San Francisco next season? Or is it just them in the RV? Because they said it's 44 hours from Gotham to San Francisco. Do we see them going throughout the country, visiting places, doing superhero stuff, you know, as they go? I'd be okay with that. That'd be fun. Yeah. And that'd be a good way to introduce some other uh, metas mm-hmm. oh. as they go. Maybe, maybe they stop off to see the Doom Patrol. That would be eternal flagellation. You never know what yeah. happens. But that has been Titan Season 3. That's it. We'll be back next year with it. And, of course, it can't come soon enough, as we already talked about. And, of course, we'll be discussing uh, when we have casting news. We'll talk about it here and things like that. But let's get right into our news. We have a big one here. I've only got three news stories to talk about. But the first one is a big one we've talked about briefly with me watching Batwoman. So number one is Ruby Rose speaks out about Batwoman's quitting slash firing. I put a question mark here because there was a lot to take in. This is a story that has been developing all week long between Warner Brothers, CW, and Batwoman and uh, Ruby Rose. And we're going to go to Screen Rant by Elliot Griffiths that has a pretty good breakdown of it all. Uh, former Batwoman star Ruby Rose has taken to social media to detail several allegations against both the series showrunner and Warner Brothers. The Australian model turned actress was cast as Kate Kane in the Arrow vs. Batwoman series when it launched in 2019. Batwoman was introduced as CW crossover Elseworlds alongside flagship heroes The Flash and Green Arrow with her solo series debuting months later. Um, despite the star appeal of Rose, the actress was surprisingly written out of the show between Batwoman season one and season two, replaced by the brand new character Ryan Wilder, who plays Javi- by played Javisha Leslie. The character of Kate Kane was recast later in the season to tie in loose in, but ultimately Rose's involvement with the show was over. At the time, rumors about Rose quitting due to complications behind the scenes were persistent. Now, Rose has broken her silence on her time on Batwoman, taking to Instagram to explain her side of the narrative. Across several posts, the actress details multiple allegations against her coworkers and producers, including former Warner Brothers Television Studios president Peter Roth. The actress began with her post, Dear CW, enough is enough. I'm going to tell the whole world what really happened on that set. Among other claims, Rose said that the show's producers were responsible for her multiple injuries, one of which required surgery after she was told getting an x-ray for her damaged ribs would disrupt filming. She went on to directly tag Batwoman producers Caroline Drys and Sarah Scheider, Scheiter and Arrowverse head producer Greg Berlanti. Among the allegations are mentions of sexual misconduct by Roth, as well as serious mistreatment of the cast and crew members on set, with the actress claiming she has enough video evidence of her injury specifically to make a, quote, one-hour documentary. Rose's posts have been documented uh, on this disgusting film. And 
there's a lot to read there. I mean, you can Google and find every single thing that she says, but this, uh, these next couple paragraphs sum it up pretty good. Included in the post was footage of Rose in surgery, and the actress said she was forced to return to work on Batwoman only 10 days after the procedure by Roth. The WB head allegedly threatened her into returning by claiming she would cost the production millions and that, quote, the whole crew and cast would be fired during production, which she says witnesses should have had therapy after seeing, and the show also lost two stunt doubles while filming. Rose further criticized the unsaved wor working environment for causing serious injuries to other crew members before finally lambasting the show for ruining Kate Kane. Adding to the alleged misconduct, Rose claims that her rumored onset fights with other crew members were as a result of her speaking out about everything. What's more, in the height of COVID restrictions, Rose claims that Batwoman production carried out during the pandemic, while other CW shows like Supergirl and The Flash were put on hold. The actress addressed this by saying the producer dries has no heart. Rose's claims are extremely worrying and could lead to massive repercussions for both Warner Brothers and CW, though it's worth noting that neither have responded to the allegations for now. Um, so in that, a couple, a couple days came later, and I've got some more tweets to read here from my uh, phone. Uh, Warner Brothers came out. Warner Brothers TV issues an official statement in response to Ruby Rose's allegations, calling them revisionist history. Quote, the truth is that Warner Brothers Television had decided not to bring back Rose based on multiple complaints about workplace behavior that were handled privately. Now, it's one of those, who do you believe more? And more has come out and more will keep coming out throughout all of this. Do you believe the, the you know, uh, Ruby Rose's story or do you believe Warner Brothers? It's one of those, do you go with the, the company as a whole or do you go with the actress? But to me... Like she was even, some of the posts were saying, you know, they had 16, 20 hour days and stuff like that. And the fact that she came back from, and she said she's got footage for an hour long documentary makes me think, uh, you know, she is saying the truth here. Now, what helps back this up to me is we always see Grant Gustin always tired. Like whenever he does anything, I feel like he is drained and tired um, like even during the DC fandom, like he's not very, like when he was on set, when I filmed it, he looked very worn down. He wasn't very excited to have a lot of bravado in his voice, you know, wasn't uppity and things like that. Like it could just be who he is, but Stephen Amell even left the show, leave it left arrow after seven seasons. You say, you know, he was tired and where I do some more stuff. I mean, we have constant people. There's people say that these days are long. I, I'm kind of leaning with Ruby Rose here, especially yeah. with what's saying everything she is. But I don't. I mean, the truth will eventually come out, I'm sure, because there's gonna be a lot of defamate, defamation lawsuits and stuff like that. But it's a big it's story. A both. I mean, I, in in all honesty, it's. Do I think she acted out, so to speak? Yeah, but if you're dealing with a lot of the things that she's detailing. You're eventually going to get to that point. Yeah. And uh, so I think what they're saying, that onset behavior was an issue, probably is true as a result of everything she's been put through. And, and everything yeah. she's been put through. So it's it's kind of like gaslighting somebody. When, when, you, when you make people believe that they're crazy and then you try and lock them up, because mm -hmm. they start to act crazy, 
it, it doesn't mean that they were crazy. It, you kind of drove them to that. Um, I don't know how things are on the sets of these shows. I know that typically with film production and things like that, of course, films are a little bit slower paced mm -hmm. than TV shows because typically, typically they film a show in about eight days. Um, and then it's, it goes into post and they'll start the next episode. Um, so I don't know how much she had to be on set. I know people hear 16 to 20 hour work days and they think, oh my gosh, that's forever to be mm -hmm. doing that. But in a lot of cases, if you're one of the leads, when they're setting up a shot or something, you can go to your trailer maybe you have to go to makeup to get ready for the next scene right whatever so it's not like they're laboring for 16 to 20 hours it's not like they're standing on set for that long right they do have some breaks but the stuff that she's detailing um like horrific injuries that she says the team should have had therapy for, but instead they were like, no, no, we're going back to work the next day. Yeah, they, they witnessed a crew member get third-degree burns. Right. And it's like, it was just like, all right, well, next person up into his spot yeah, and, and go. Um, I would think, and who knows, I mean, these are TV networks and production companies, so it's hard to say how much pull they have, especially. And I, I I, think this is like the other CW shows, right? They film in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't know what it's like up there. I don't know if she would have to go to a studio-approved surgeon to have procedure, mm. or if she could just go to whoever. Um, and money does talk. But when I've had a surgery before, just a regular procedure, right, outpatient, I was specifically told by the doctor, I'm the only one that will tell you when you can go back to work. Mm -hmm. And my job was not that physical. Right. And for a doctor to allow his patient to go back or for him to be aware the patient has gone back to a job as physically demanding as hers that involves stunt work and everything else, I, there, there's going to be documentation of that mm -hmm. unless the doctor was bought off. Right. Or it's Which like the their doctor and stuff. So Right. So that's one of the things that caught my, caught my attention. Because when you start dealing with stuff like that, Either the doctor's in on it because someone cut him a big check or her a big check. Mm -hmm. Or the doctor's documenting this stuff. Right. And Because she got to do checkups. Like, hey. and... Yeah, she would have to do follow-ups. I don't mm -hmm. know if it was for the ribs or whatever. What? Well, for those, all you can really do is tape somebody up, right? Yeah, that's just rest. You can't do anything for it. So, I mean, if she had surgery... Mm-hmm. Unless it, unless it wasn't that extensive or intensive of a surgery, that, it, you know, it, there's there's two ways. You know, it could be 
she should not have gone back to work as soon as she did, or it was a procedure and surgery that it's not really that intrusive, if you know what I mean. Right. Like it's, you know, you gotta, it's like if you had a hangnail cut off your toe or something, it's still technically mm-hmm. a surgery and procedure, but not necessarily you need to be off your foot for 10 days. So, I mean, it could be, right. we, just, we just don't know, but it's, it's definitely a story that's developing and I'm very curious to see what happens. I mean, that it comes off of uh, KJ Appa from Riverdale. He got in a car wreck after, like this, talking about the working conditions, he got in a car wreck after filming for a day. Like going, um, leaving set, going home, like after working, I think it was a, a 16 hour day or it was one of those. But he got in a car wreck right. from exhaustion. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be very. I don't know, something to keep your eye on just to see. Because a lot of our shows we talk about and review and everything are RCW shows. So right. it's something definitely to keep an eye on. The thing to uh, the thing to look out for is some of those people that aren't doing the shows anymore, like mm-hmm. Melissa Benoist, Stephen Amell, mm-hmm. some of these folks. Are they going to come out and, and start, say, yeah, that's the way it is? And start defending her. Because, I mean, yeah. her and Melissa Benoist got real close. Yeah. So... Well, and she got clo- uh, close to with uh, Katie Lotz. Mm-hmm. So very, very curious to see what happens because I don't know. Melissa will be the first one to speak out because her show's over. But yeah. Katie is still a regular on there, so I mean, she might not want to say too much because it would be ill will and she wants to keep her job. But we'll see what mm-hmm. happens with it, though. Yeah, definitely. Next story we've got is Hayden Christensen is coming back and he's going to be in the Ahsoka series. We're going to entertainmentweekly.com by Tyler Akalina for this one. Hayden Christensen is heading back to a galaxy far, far away, but a little earlier than expected. The actor is set to reprise his Star Wars role as Anakin Skywalker in the upcoming Disney Plus series Ahsoka, which will, fecal, which will follow Anakin's formal apprentice Ahsoka Tano, played by Rosario Dawson. Christensen previously played Anakin in 2002's Attack of the Clones and 2005's Revenge of the Sith, the latter two, the latter two entries of the Star Wars prequel trilogy, the Hollywood Reporter first reported the news Friday, and Dawson appeared to confirm it on Saturday in a now deleted Instagram post, writing "Sky Guy, they know." See you soon, Snips. A reference to Anakin and Ahsoka's nicknames for each other in animated Clone Wars series. So, but Christensen was previously confirmed to return in Star Wars franchise, the upcoming Obi Wan Kenobi series, playing Anakin's more villainous alter ego, Darth Vader. So. That's a very exciting, and I'm really, really ready for that to happen. I wonder how fast somebody from Disney called Rosario. Yeah, Dawson she said, no, 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 no. You got to delete that now. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, this I'm, is not confirmed. Yeah. They had uh, Kevin Feige, that bad boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the last news story here I have for TV is that Invincible Season 2 will be 20 episodes long per variety. Uh, to put that in perspective, season one had eight episodes. So I am all in. Absolutely eight loved episodes it. Of goodness. Yeah. So I'm curious to see, though, does season two, does it feel like it's going to be dragged out? Or mm. is it going to be just like season one, though, and just banger after banger after banger? Because I think that's what they'll do because the comics are really good. So yeah. we'll see. They've got, they've got a lot of story to work oh, with. Oh, yeah. There. they got a lot of source material to work with and go on. Releases this week, Thursday, October 28th, we have Walker Season 2 coming out on the CW. And Sunday, October 31st, is Doctor Who, the most recent season. And it's the 
Jane Foster. I think that's her name. Is that the actress's name? It's her. So. It's her last season as the Doctor. So. Or does it sound familiar because of? No, Jane Foster is from uh, yeah. Thor. MCU Jane Foster. <laughs> Let me. So who is Doctor Who right now? Too too many names. Yeah, that's a lot going on. Jodie Whittaker. That's a lot better. Uh, not even close. Not even. There's a J there. Uh, and that puts us right into our movies. Yes. So, Tyler. Um, a serious question here. Take your time. Answer honestly. Seen anything else other than what we were going to watch? I did. And I'm honestly really excited to talk about this movie. So, Dune came out um, on HBO Max and theaters. A uh, little bit of history. I've got a good buddy uh, who has loved Dune in the books for a while now. And he actually gave me a Kindle version of the first book. And I've been reading it the past couple weeks. Not, it's, a, it's a huge book. I'm only, um, per the Kindle, I'm only like 9 or 10% in. And I, am, uh, I have read a lot. And I'm a very fast reader, but it's a big book. I'm okay with it. I think there's 10 books out. Um, so, and the books are really good. And this is a movie, and I was talking to Jamie about it on the way home after watching it, that is, to me, probably the most book-accurate movie I have seen. And for context, maybe I've only seen 30 minutes, read 30 minutes of the movie. But, like, the details are there. They're sticking straight to the story material. And I think that's why it's so good and why people are loving this movie so much. But I watched, we watched this in IMAX. And this movie is phenomenal. This honestly might be my movie of the year. It depends on what Spider-Man does. But this honestly might be the movie of the year. Like, it was so stunningly beautiful I don't really like IMAX that much because it's so loud. And that's really honestly the biggest difference besides, you know, the bigger screen. But it was very loud, but it was really good. And I have heard nothing but good things about this. The only bad thing that I, I have heard is that it, it it doesn't advertise the movie correctly. Like, it's you would think that, okay, Dune is supposed to be the first book. We're only halfway through the book when the movie ends. So it should be Dune Part 1. But they just name it as Dune. It's just an advertising thing. Uh, because when the movie starts up, it says, you know, it does the title screen, and but it does say part one, but it's advertised as not being a part one. And we don't have confirmation of a part two. They didn't film the whole first awesome. book. So, I mean, it's, it's very. So we're going to have to wait a long time for at least another three years minimum until we get part so, two. Why would they? I mean, I don't understand because now, when for context, when when they when they filmed the Lord of the Rings films, mm-hmm. right? They just continuously filmed. Yep. Same thing with the Avengers and Fanny Warren. Stayed Indian. in New Zealand. It's New Zealand, right? Yeah. Where they filmed Lord of the Rings, and then they just they filmed them all. Now you're you're filming half of your story, mm-hmm. and just like ah. Eh, you know, hey, if if we get to come back and make the second part, great. Well, see, that's what not, I don't I don't know what what the mindset was. I don't know if they didn't think it was going to be as big of a movie as it was going to be, 
but I mean, it broke, like I've got a, a tweet here. It broke um, pandemic records. So Dune has not only won the weekend domestic box office with ticket sales of $40.1 million, but also set a pandemic record for Warner Brothers for the biggest three-day opening since the company started its day and date strategy on HBO Max. So that doesn't include your HBO Max numbers, which again, we don't ever hardly see. Even that comes with Disney Plus as well. So yeah. I mean, but everybody that I have seen tweet about it, um, talk about it, absolutely loves it. And these are people that didn't even read the book or know anything about the movie that came out in the 70s, 78, I think is what it was, or 86, maybe. Like 80, yeah. maybe 86, yeah. 84. Because it's, it's been a while since that movie came out. But this one, oh, Chris, I'm telling you, it was so good. Like if you, I've heard HBO Max, that version might be a little dark, like um, visually, like not uh -huh. bright enough. But it's 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 a good movie. I don't know if it's going to captivate everybody like it captivated me. So I saw the original years ago. I vaguely remember it. <laughs> uh, this is one of those where I'd like to watch rewatch the original mm -hmm. and then watch this one and see what changed. Dude, it's because it's good. I would bet. Because, see, I, I never, like I said, I watched it once. I never read the books. I would bet what they did with the, the original is they condensed it mm -hmm. to get the whole book into, like, a two-and-a-half-hour film. Yeah. And so there's probably a lot of stuff missing. Well, it, and it yeah. helps that this had a star-studded cast. Like, I mean, it had Zendaya, Timothy Chalamet was the main actor. It had Jason Momoa. Uh, Dave Bautista, Josh um, Brolin. I mean, it had a lot of good actors and actresses in it. And, man, I'm just... And my buddy was not really... He wasn't spoiling it, but he said that the next part is right when the book starts getting good. Like, real good. I mean, the book is good right now. He said, but where they stopped is where it's about to take off and start running. And I'm like, oh, I am all here for it. I mean, it's just such a beautiful movie. Oh, it's absolutely stunning. Okay, so that, that yeah, I watched something else this week. <laughs> Speaking of beautiful movies, um, our review of the week is Halloween Kills. Mm -hmm. So we were gonna we were gonna do this last week initially, and you weren't able to get to it. Right. So, um. Essentially, this this picks up right after the first one. Mm -hmm. um, it's taking place the same night, and when I say the first one, I mean the the last twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Um, they've the house is in flames. Um, at the end of that film, we see we see Laurie and Karen and. What's the granddaughter? I, I don't remember the granddaughter's name at all. That's it's terrible. But I'm no, that no. I'm it, there's I've got some hot takes on this one too. So, so, so it we anyway we saw Lori and Karen and um, whichever uh, name Allison. Tyler's about, Allison. We see them get in the bed of a pickup truck, and they're riding into town, and that's kind of how the film ends. And then they, if I remember right, they cut to a shot of the, the bars mm -hmm. over the basement and 
it's in flames and we just you're left to assume Michael Myers has died and been burned and it's over. Right. We know it's not, but so it literally in the modern part of the story picks up there. They also flash back occasionally to 1978 um, to show bits of the story, kind of fill in things. Uh, they had a nice little little scene where they used old footage to get Donald Pleasance in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's standing at the foot of the stairs and then outside on the lawn. So some, some nice movie trickery to get him in this. Um, but, and I, I will say this, I did like the fact that they were able to get some of the original people back. So, right. um, and I'm forgetting her name, the, the one that played Lindsay in this, she kind of looked like Demi Moore. Kyle Richards. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle Richards. She looked like Demi Moore and I had to actually look her up and be like, is that... <laughs> Is that her? Right. Um, she actually played that part, the part of Lindsay, in the original film. Mm-hmm. She was originally the Lindsay character back then. So it's cool that they were able to bring some of these people back and, and have them play the characters that they uh, that they played back then. But there's not – basically, um, I don't know how much we should tell. Uh, it does also star Anthony Michael Hall mm-hmm. as Tommy. He's back. He's he's the uh, he's the kid that Laurie was babysitting. Right. Um, Very still and, emotionally and he, scarred. Yeah, and in fact, he tells her at one point, "You protected me all those years ago. Now it's my turn to protect you." Mm-hmm. Um, but Michael. Obviously, this is not a spoiler. He escapes the house. Yeah, I mean, they, they showed in the trailer him killing all the firefighters. Yeah, he he doesn't have to try very hard. No, to escape the house. Uh, but that is a it is a brutal scene. Well, this and, whole uh, movie was very gory, sometimes yeah. over the top gory, which I know that's what they were going for. Right. But there was one one kill scene in this movie that I think was the absolute funniest kill I have seen in a long time. Um, it involved a door and a gun. And yeah. that's all I'm going to say. And I, I think I laughed so yeah. hard at that. I said, I don't think I've ever seen one get killed like that before. And uh, so, so this movie, were they intentionally trying to have that 80s acting vibe to it? Because to me... A lot of this film felt very campy and very cheesy at some points. Like to me, a lot of these actors could not act, and I don't know if they were intentionally going for like the old '80s feel, but it took me out of the story a couple times. I was like, mm. and it being a nurse now, it never helps when I see a nurse in a hospital scene. And things are just completely ass backwards. Like they they kick the nurse out of the room in one of these scenes, and she leaves behind all these drugs. And I'm like, one, that's not how that uh, 
you know, happens. They did, they did some things that were accurate, but she left a, like a heavy narcotic that Lori stabs herself with and injects herself, which it's not an intramuscular narcotic. So she would have literally not gotten anything out of that, but maybe an infection in her leg. But the hospital scene, all I'm going to say is if I was ever working and that ever happened in my hospital, I would quit right then and there. Like, yeah, I'm just done. You can mail me my check. I'm out of here. Because that, that was bonkers. And yeah. <laughs> But it, it was a good follow-up. Do I wish this was not a trilogy at this point? Yes. I know we're getting another movie that's going to supposedly tie it all together. Um, or tie it up, rather. Do I think this should have ended with 2018? For me, yes, because you you leave it with that mystery that they could come back and do one several years later. Um, I just didn't enjoy it as much as 2018. I, I didn't enjoy it as much as the first 20, like the original one. It, I mean, it had good parts, but the, the some of the bad acting took me out of it. The the way that they did some of these storylines, like they, the whole city really, the whole hospital, the whole hospital part, did I did not like it. Like if they took that out of the movie, I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more. I understand what they were going for by doing it with having that uh, mob mentality. Yeah. But everything else was, I understand what they're trying to set up with it too. But it, it, it honestly, the whole hospital thing might have been because I'm a nurse and I've worked in a hospital uh, because none of that would have happened. And the, the fact that I'm, I'm trying to stay away from spoilers because it is a, a new movie, but and the whole cops, the whole, again, I understand what they're trying to go for, but it was very unrealistic for me. The whole, um, everything to do with the, the, the police in this film was really kind of took me out of it uh to me oh i need to put in letterbox as usual but to me i it's a right around a c c minus for me no but with 2018 that movie i loved it like from start to finish it was so much fun um we got a little bit of uh character story development with Lori. this movie um uh, that's all I'm going to say because I can't really say it without spoiling uh, the whole motive of Michael Myers. But, oh, look at there. Michael Myers and Dune right beside each other on Letterboxd. So this would be easy to put in. Uh, but that's that's where I'm at with the movie. Right at two and yeah. a half, three stars. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think I already put mine in Letterboxd. Um, but for me... I think I was higher on it than you are. Um, but I understand what you're saying with some of the stuff. Like, what little I've been in hospitals, I know that there's sometimes, sometimes because of the the drug that they're they're bringing in, they have to get it right out of the uh the bottle right yeah. the, the little the, the little vial. vial or but then other times usually they walk in with a syringe and it's mm -hmm. already in yeah, there we've already mixed it and 
yeah. get ready to go. So you're you're not toting in a tray full of vials. I was, um, I was watching it with my dad too, and you know he's a trauma director and been an ER nurse for, you know, years, and I was, <laughs> and Jamie was sitting beside me. I said, uh. I said, this doesn't, this isn't very good. I said, because even if that was a painkiller, you're not going to put that in your thigh or IM. It's not going to work. I said, then, I said, the best she did was maybe give herself a thigh full of antibiotic because <laughs> yeah. that's just what it yeah. looked like to me. But Yeah. I think some of the acting, um, and a lot of these people, I think, have continued to act. Uh, yeah, it's just... They came of age acting during that time. Mm -hmm. Now, I think Anthony Michael Hall was really good. Oh, yeah, no, he, I didn't have a problem with him. But I think some of the supporting cast um, that came of age acting in that era kind of did come off that way. And mm -hmm. I don't know if that was intentional. Is that something that they kind of sacrificed to go back and have the, uh, the effect of having some of those people that were originally in the in the first movie, yeah. Um, the novelty of that was it worth the trade off? They may have felt that it was because they're supporting characters. Typically, I think with Anthony Michael Hall and Jamie Lee Curtis and um, uh, Karen, um, Judy Greer. Judy Greer, as your kind of your top trio, you got a pretty good place to start. Yeah. Um, this was. I there are definitely some fun kills mm -hmm. in the, in this movie. So, to me, I think the gore. I think it got stepped up in this one in part because. The first one some of the kills were so iconic right, right. The, the bathroom kill mm -hmm. where he just throttles that guy and it's just it was in the previews bits of it yeah and when you see the full scene in in the movie it's just like oh gosh wow and i don't think that they quite got to that point in this one mm. but they replaced some of the i feel like they replaced some of the violence the physical violence with gore yeah um, as far as does the film, you, you kind of mentioned it felt kind of incomplete. We kind of had this happen before with a, a Disney film, uh, when the Pirates of the Caribbean series was going on. Yep. I think it was the second and third ones. They filmed them back to back. And then when they released the second one, everybody was like, the ending of that sucks. Yeah. There's not and really an because, ending. Right. It's because the ending's the next part of the film. So I'm hoping that the next installment of Halloween dies. Number one, I do hope it lives up to the name. Yeah. Right? Because I think it's time to wrap this up. Right. Um, but I'm hoping that that's where this one, Halloween Kills, pays off and Halloween dies. Put the character to bed for a while. Yeah. You know, somebody can make another Halloween franchise in 30 years. Right. And bring everybody back will be and bring ready the novelty for it. back. Yeah. Yeah. 
but you know, in 30 years when we're all in VR rooms watching it, and we're actually part of the scenes. And oh lord, <laughs> you definitely will not be watching those right. movies. No. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, th- I ended up giving it three and a half stars on Letterboxd. It wasn't, I didn't like it as much as 18, but I thought it was good. I thought it kind of held its own. Yeah. I thought it was worth the hype. I'm sure for the next one. And whenever we get that. Yeah. I don't want to think they well, filmed this it one yet. Was, so the first one was 18. This was this, supposed to come out in 2020. Yeah. So two so years. We'll probably get it in 2023. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if the pandemic stays away still. Yeah. All right. Cool. So our reviews for that. Now, next week's review is uh, A Quiet Place. Is this that a will... Jamie pick? Yeah. So it, the next two were technically supposed to be. Um, a quiet place and then get out was going to wrap it up but I think with me missing that week to do a double feature is what pushed it back so this will be our our last Halloween movie maybe unless nothing big comes out the following week and we can watch get out afterwards I feel like a quiet place was more Halloweeny scary more than get out was because get out is like a psychological thriller this one's more right. horror-esque. Well, if you want to hear something really scary, Tyler. Oh, no. We have some Marvel delays mm-hmm. to discuss. This comes from Variety.com. And the byline goes to Rebecca Rubin. Disney delays Doctor Strange 2, Thor 4, Black Panther sequel, and non-Marvel related Indiana Jones 5. Which, if it's like Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls, they can just not make it. <laughs> just not make it. <laughs> just stick to the original trilogy. Um, it says, Marvel fans prepare to wait a little bit longer to see Doctor Strange, Thor, and Black Panther return to theaters. Disney has delayed release plans for several upcoming films, including Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, from March the 25th to May the 6th. Thor, Love and Thunder, from May the 6th to July the 8th and Black Panther Wakanda Forever from July the 8th to November the 11th. Mm-hmm. With the Black Panther sequel jumping to November, the Marvels has been postponed to early 2023, and Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania was bumped from February the 17th to July the 28th, 2023. Which along with was time. crazy to me because they're filming Ant-Man and the Wasp right now. Right. So that's a long time. It's basically going to pull a Black Widow and sit for about a year. Yeah. Yeah. Along with the deluge of Marvel delays, Disney has moved the fifth Indiana Jones installment back nearly a year. The still untitled film starring Harrison Ford as the fedora-wearing, swashbuckling archaeologist will open on June 30th, 2023 instead of July 29th, 2022. Um, The release date shuffle comes after Marvel's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings cemented its place as a pandemic-era box office hit, and ahead of Eternals, the MCU entry scheduled for November the 5th. Um, 
It says the overhaul is related to production and not box office returns, according to sources at Disney. The next Black Panther entry for one is still filming in Atlanta. And since Marvel has become an interconnected and meticulously planned universe, which spans dozens of film and several new television series, any production delay causes a domino effect on the rest of the franchise. Four untitled 2023 movies from Marvel, 20th Century, and Disney's live-action division have been removed from the calendar, while one untitled Marvel movie has relocated from November the 10th to November the 3rd, 2023. Um, it's got to be fantastic. You would think, yeah. yeah. Now, one thing that this caused speculation of is will they delay Spider-Man? No, it's it's. There's no way they're delaying it. I don't think. Well, I don't. I want to say no way. No, because the strangest spot is now open. Yeah. Well, I think they'll want to to hit it with a a a banger the end of the year because they are already advertising the absolute nonsense out of this movie, and I think it will get them a lot of ill will, but it still won't cost people not to watch it if they move it. But I mean, they're already in theaters advertising when this is happening whereas like with black widow it's always been maybe or you know beginning of year or I mean, they've, they've given it dates but like they usually i mean we're two months away essentially from this movie coming out and i don't think they've pushed with black widow i think it's been like three or four months out they pushed it back like when they're watching trends and stuff but i don't i don't know i really hope not uh but we'll just have to wait and see i guess yeah uh, so that's all the movie news. Nothing else big. Release dates this week. On October the 29th, on Netflix, you can see Army of Thieves. That's our uh, Army of the Dead. Whatever that yeah. movie we want. That's the prequel to it. So. Yeah. Uh, Vidya Games, have you been playing anything fun, anything interesting this week? Not really, no. That's... That's where I've been. I want to, like, I've, I've played maybe 30 minutes of Destiny, and it's the new season, The Lost, and I, I've done just about everything with it. And it's we're getting to that point where it's become the hiatus point for Destiny, unless, like, you play it for a living. But right. it's to that point where there's not a whole lot of new content going on. So it gives me a little bit of time to play a little bit more of my backlog. Uh, video the game worst. news, which is not good. Uh, which I've been waiting for, and I think Chris has as well, is that CD Projekt Red delays Cyberpunk 2077 and Witcher 3 next-gen updates. I'm going directly to our Twitter to read this statement. Uh, Dear all, we have an important update regarding next-generation updates of Cyberpunk 2077 and Witcher 3 Wild Hunt for consoles and PC. Based on recommendations supplied by teams supervising development on both games, we decided to postpone the releases until 2022. Our current target now for Cyberpunk 2077 is the first quarter of 2022 and second quarter of 2022 for The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Apologies for the extended wait, but we want to make it right. Yeah, I don't care what they have to say anymore. Yeah, it's... I, I mean, honestly, I know that's maybe being a bit of a of a dick, but I don't... I they, don't they, they too much ill will? They've lost me. Yeah, yeah I don't... I, I don't need to play their game. I'm I'm There's wanting to play the game again, but once it's 
complete. Like I know a lot of people are saying, you know, it, it's fine now. There's not bug. Like some people have bugs, some people don't have bugs at all. I had a bug first playing it when it released. So I'm like, I want to play this because it does look beautiful, and I want to play the story because of what I've played of it. Like I'm, I'm in it, but I want it to be playable. And I want it to be optimized. I want what we were promised. Is essentially what it was. But well. The Witcher uh, 3 Wild Hunt upgrades I'm all about because that was the, a phenomenal the, game. The problem with problem with gaming, right, is while this has all been going on, other people have been putting out some Bangers. amazing games mm -hmm. and you got to catch that window. And they kept telling us before it ever streeted, they pushed it back, what, two or three times? Mm-hmm. And it was like, we want to make sure it's right for release. And it came out, and it still wasn't right. Right. And they had all that crunch that they put their employees through and everything else. And it's just like, if you're going to do something like that, you have to deliver a product that's acceptable to the player. I'm, I'm more interested in going back and starting at the beginning of, like, the dark picture the Dark Pictures anthology, because they're, they're new ones coming out, right? House of Ash. Yeah, House of Ash came out on Friday. This yeah. past Friday. So, see, I would rather go play through those three games than pick this up mm -hmm. and start playing it again. It and just, I mean, like you were saying, on top of more things coming out yeah. around that time. Because first yeah. quarter is like up until March. Mm -hmm. And February is absolutely stacked. So, uh, the, the second last news story I've got here, the Uncharted trailer is finally here. Um, watched yep. it. I'm intrigued. I still can't get past Tom Holland um, as Spider-Man. And that's that's just the curse he's going to – he lives for me right now. But, it's going to be like Christopher Reeve was with Superman. Yeah, exactly. It's and just, just going to take a minute to get out of that because he looks almost the exact same just with so different what, clothes. Let me ask you this. Uh, people have commented that Mark Wahlberg looks better for the role. Now, I have heard people say, and I would always support this, Nathan Fillion would have been would have been a good name. Absolutely. Uh, but I was watching the review that Alana Pierce did for this trailer. Mm-hmm. She said she spoke to someone involved with the production who would know Nathan Fillion back when they first started planning the film, which has been a few years now. It's been eight years since they he, announced they uh, were going to make this movie. He was approached about it and said no. Hmm. Because at that time, video game movies were not doing well. And someone says still not doing well. <laughs> uh, but once the tide on that turned, he actually went back to them and said, hey, you know, I'd kind of be interested in doing this. And from what she said she was told, in Hollywood, once you pass on a project, a lot of times they don't let you come back to it. So they went ahead with other casting. Mm. I'm excited. Because what, what the trailer looks like is a bunch of the greatest hits from all four games. Like uh, the plane scene, um, which is the biggest one people are talking about, and some other things like that. 
is like they're putting it all into one. So is this going to be like a one and done movie? Or I they're, doubt it, but we'll see. They're saying it's mainly three and four. Yeah. Is what it's. I did love the scene uh, with the airplane. Not mm-hmm. with the cargo but, and everything. Yeah, with the cargo. Oh, like someone put really it like well side and side of the game in it. And it looks almost identical. So I'm like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Y'all are doing something right. Yeah. Very um, good. Notable new releases for this week. We've got Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy comes out October 26th for everything. Riders Republic for everything October 28th. And Mario Party Superstars for the Switch, which is like a lot of Mario Party. And I may or may not be getting that game. I'm just going to tell you I'm not going to play Guardians. Huh? You either, huh? <laughs> no, I'm not either. That's the, the gameplay and all of it does not really have me invested in it. So... Yeah, I've Even, heard the soundtrack is really good. Oh, yeah, I've heard that, but I'm just like, <sighs> I'll, I'll watch a playthrough of someone else playing it. So, yeah. But, guys, thank you all so much for listening and watching this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Nerdwide Podcast. Don't forget to share all your favorite social media platforms and forget to rate and review this podcast on all your podcasting services. As always, this has been the Nerdwide Podcast. Next week is our final Halloween episode, maybe. Uh, So, guys, enjoy the weekend. Uh, Get a lot of candy, especially if you're getting dots. So, everyone, have a good, safe weekend, and we cannot wait to see you next time. Later, guys.